You're listening to the B-School Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, embodiment coach and founder of Inner Workout. Consider B-School your invitation to becoming a student of yourself. So come on, let's get studying. Hello, it's time for another episode of B-School. I'm so excited for this topic. I know I say this every time, but I think it's a conversation that needs to be had. It's definitely a conversation that I've been having with myself and a conversation that I've been having with the people in my life. And so I'm excited to bring it here for the podcast. Where to start? I guess where I want to start is just by telling you a fun fact about me, which is that I've never been like a big celebrity person. I'm not the person who's going to be reading People or US Weekly or any of those things. I actually remember this time as a kid, I used to fly by myself to Ohio because it's a super short flight. And if you fly in Southwest, you get like these cute little pilot wings and it's really fun. And I remember sitting next to this girl who was like obsessed with NSYNC. And I remember getting a peek into the fangirl lifestyle. We were paging through this like kids celebrity magazine and looking and reading about NSYNC. And it was like the first time I'd ever really done that. And I remember her ripping out a page from the magazine and giving it to me as kind of like a souvenir of our our hour together. And that was probably the first first time that I'd ever experienced caring about celebrities in that way. For me, the people who I tend to admire and look up to and really obsess over are business owners, are people who've got this vision and impact that they want to make in the world and they turned it into a business, something that is impacting all of these other people. And I think it's so cool. And as a business owner, I know it's not magic, but it can feel like magic when you're seeing these people who know how to translate insights into action. And so, especially as I've been growing in our workout over the past several months, I've been looking at business owners with even more of like a critical eye, but not a judgmental eye. I want to see how did you do this? What can I reverse engineer? What insights can I glean from you? And I've also been thinking a lot about, do I raise money? Do I not raise money? I'd look at business owners who got venture capital. What does their business look like? And then I'd look at business owners who had completely bootstrapped what does their business look like? And just really try to understand what I wanted and the type of businesswoman that I wanted to be. And I looked at these companies who had made it, companies who had these big platforms, they had these engaged audiences and communities. And I looked at the women who founded those companies and that was the goal. I've since decided I, I don't want investment at this point. Maybe years down the road, I'll take some money in. But looking at the women who had built these companies that really seemed like they mattered to their customers. Their customers wanted to buy from them, wanted to engage with them, wanted to attend their events. Um, They were kind of the holy grail for me. And in this season, starting with COVID-19, I've seen how so many of these companies and people that I once admired have actually how they've started to fall down, how the foundation has crumbled beneath them. 
And so I first mentioned COVID-19 because obviously that was a curveball that none of us expected. I had 2020 plans of where I thought I would be and how I thought I would scale. And then March hit and it was like, okay, we're doing something completely different now. And other companies did the same and they were much larger. So they had to make cuts. They had to fire people. They had to reimagine what their year would look like. And something that happened is that certain companies started making decisions that made it seem like, huh, maybe there was actually a problem before COVID-19. And now COVID-19 is this excuse to slash people, to this excuse to restructure. They kind of used it as a cover. And so I just watched and said, huh, okay, maybe these companies that I thought had it completely figured out actually don't. Because it's clear that there's this stuff happening that I'm not all the way aware of, but we can see that the extent to which they are making changes, especially back when we thought COVID-19 would be us just sheltering in place for two weeks, it didn't fit. It was clear that there was something, something else below the surface. So that's kind of the first crack in the armor for me where I'm like, huh, maybe, maybe I'm doing okay. COVID-19, I think I mentioned it on the podcast before, but it really forced me to step into the role of CEO in a new way. Because before I, before I kept waiting for my CEO card to be revoked, I kept waiting for someone to tap me on the shoulder and say, oh, that's so cute that you think you're a CEO. You're really not. We're going to need you to leave it to the professionals. And as COVID-19, and I saw these big companies having to make pivots and and having conversations that weren't all that different than the conversations that I was having behind the scenes, I was like, okay, I can actually step up and act like I'm running a business because I am. And then we had the uprisings originally kind of sparked by George Floyd's murder. And then we had Breonna Taylor, who actually I believe happened before George Floyd and Tony McDade and so many others since then and so many others before them. And for whatever reason, I think partly because we were at home and couldn't check out in the ways that we normally could, we started engaging in conversations, not just about police brutality, but also looking at the systems, including the business systems of venture capital, of how we're incentivized to grow how businesses will pay lip service to things that are good in their marketing material, but below the surface, it's not so great. And so there are a lot of companies that I've been disenchanted with in this time, but I wanted to speak about the one that was most close to home for me, which is the wing. I was a member at the Chicago wing, and I remember signing up before it even opened, being on the wait list, getting that email saying I was accepted and being excited because it was my first co-working space, the first space that I was investing in as a business owner. And I knew that things were going to be perfect. I actually talked to a couple of black women before I joined to hear what their experience was, one in California, one in New York. And just to get an idea of what I was stepping into, but I nonetheless was, I was excited about it. 
and to be a part of it. There was a pretty popular event that happened, I believe, at the Hollywood location where a black woman was harassed. And after that, the founders did a listening tour. So Audrey came to Chicago and Lauren came to Chicago. And in both of those meetings, I shared the microaggressions that I had experienced and was able to speak my truth about what it was like to be a black woman at the wing. And the wing had some really good ideas and things that they presented to the members for what they were going to do differently. And that was really, I guess I took it with a grain of salt to say like, this is exciting. If this happens, this would be really good, but we're, we're going to see where it goes. And then since I guess what, what sparked it, they made a donation to the NAACP and then all these members and staffers started speaking out about their experience. And it was clear that the surface level of what I knew, there was actually even more that was happening. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you can go to Lou the Coop on Instagram, F-L-E-W-T-H-E-C-O-U-P, and read the stories of the women and other folks who especially worked for the wing and had less than stellar experiences. And seeing the wing kind of fall apart was something that was a big wake-up call to me as a business owner, because in many ways, I'll be the first to admit, I felt like I needed the wing. I felt like I needed the access that I could have to other women. And I met some incredible women while working out of Chicago's wing and was able to build relationships by reaching out to people on the app. So I, I felt like I needed that. I hosted an inner workout at the wing. I pitched to host a digital wing event and I felt like being close to their platform was something that was going to make me a business owner. It was definitely this idea of like having proximity to power and power in quotes now. And so seeing how the wing has been called out and called in and countless other companies It's really making me rethink my approach. From a basic marketing sense, you think about, okay, who already has built relationships with the people that I want to build relationships with and how can we partner together? And that strategy can work really well, but when you mix all these other elements into it, it can get really messy really fast. You look at a place like The Wing, that claimed to be about intersectional feminism, but then were venture-backed and had all of these imperatives to grow and scale as quickly as possible, it gets messy. And part of the reason why I chose not to really seek investment is because I wanted to be in control of how Inner Workout grew, and I wanted to be in control of what our trajectory was, and I didn't want to have to compromise values based on outside opinions. And the wing didn't have that. And a lot of these other companies didn't have that. And you you mix these quote unquote good intentions with being in a white supremacist culture and the venture capital imperatives for growth in it is just a really dangerous recipe. And so I want to share what I'm thinking about going forward. And I want to sum it up in quotes from two incredible black women. The first is Issa Rae. You probably know her from Insecure. Before that, she had an amazing, and I still think it's hilarious, YouTube show 
The Misadventures of an Awkward Black Girl. And she says, who's next to you? Who's struggling? Who's in the trenches with you? Who's just as hungry as you are? And those are the people that you need to build with. So instead of this idea of who has the power already, who has the hundreds of thousands of followers, who's rolling in the dough with their orders already, it's looking at the people who are next to you, who are willing to do the work, and who want to build the next generation of companies that will look to as models of success. And something that I would add too is like, who's values driven? Who's practicing community care in business? Who's prioritizing people over profit? Those are the companies that I want to be aligned with. Those are the type of business owners that I want to be doing business with. And so I love Issa's approach, which she's been very vocal about of building with the people next to her instead of just looking at the people who have the power right now. And eventually, like Issa's show started as a YouTube web series and now it's on HBO. So at some point, you probably will do business with the powers that be as your business continues to grow. But what Issa's so good about is rocking with the people who she's been with for forever and also pulling up the next generation of leaders as well. The next quote that I, I want to share is from Lavia Jai. She's a New York Times bestselling author. Her tweets are hilarious. She's been blogging and writing for forever. She has a podcast of her own and also a podcast with Yvonne Orji. And I remember seeing this quote. I don't know if she posted it. I think she originally tweeted it and then she posted it on Twitter. And it's just stuck with me ever since. And she says, do not necessarily aspire to squat up with us or anyone you see on social. Look at the people next to you. Build squads with the folks that you know. Because the reason so many of us rock with each other now is because we started rolling with each other before we had these platforms, titles, and accolades. We leveled up together. How cool is that? This idea of leveling up with people. And I'm smiling as I say that because one of my dearest friends Level Up has become kind of an anthem for us individually, but also as our friendship and we get to celebrate each other's wins. And so I feel now more than ever, even though I know we're all saying now more than ever, it's not about looking only to the people who look like they have it figured out because this season, these past several months have shown us that those companies and those people don't necessarily have it figured out. They may say that they do, but they may not be trustworthy. So look at the people that you are in relationship with who want to build the type of things that you want to build and continue to grow with each other. I'm so excited for in 10 years to see where my group of friends and colleagues is at. And I see the way that we support each other now. And I think about the ways that we'll be able to continue to support each other. And I just have like this warm feeling in my chest as I think about it. And so what I want to encourage you to do is to look at the people around you, the people who are inspired by the same things that you are, the people who have the same values, the people who are also doing the work and see how you can partner together. Maybe that's your business is working together, but it also might just be encouraging each other. I have a friend who we just talk every so often and are able to just be like, 
you know what, we're in this together and we give each other pep talks and we'll send each other little articles or notes and we're not best friends, but we're in the trenches together. We're leveling up together. And then I do have friends who are closer and I can come with personal problems and I can come with business problems and they do the same for me as well. So look around you, see who's in your life, see what relationships you might need to deepen, see what it looks like for you to grow together and get excited for it. I think that there is so much possibility and so much opportunity for us to create a new way of doing business. And I think that new way of doing business is collaborative. It's not just me trying to make all the money I can and get all the success that I can and you trying to do the same. It's seeing how we can create wins for each other, how we can create wins for our communities, for the planet. I don't want us to go back to the same way that we've done business before. I don't want us to go back to the way that we treated people before. I want us to build new systems. And so we have to do that together. We have to do that collaboratively. That's how we maximize our impact. That's how we hold each other accountable in relationship. And so I just really encourage you to, yes, you can still be inspired by what's out there, but to know that they don't have it all figured out and that the best business owners, the best careers, they're all built in the context of relationship and they're built with people who are doing the work with you. So I'm committing to deepening relationships like that and and growing alongside other companies. And I, I hope that you will make that commitment to yourself as well. And that might be for your business, that might be in your career, that might even just be in your life. Like two of my dearest friends, they aren't business owners, but we have grown so much from when we first met and we've navigated breakups and decisions on moving across the country and all of these different things together. So having that sense of camaraderie and community doesn't only have to be about business as well. So I'm fired up. If you can't tell, I'm excited for the way that inner workout gets to show up in the world. And I'm excited for the ways that you are going to show up in the world, both through your business and through just your personhood. So with that being said, thank you for listening. If any of this resonated with you, feel free to screenshot it, share it on your stories, send me a DM. I I love knowing what parts of the podcast connect with you most. Thank you so much for listening, and I will be back in your earbuds next week. Thanks to Andres Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison. Elise is E-L-Y-S-E. And check out the resources on my website at taylorelise.com.